Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, episode 51, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard and the other not so much. Technically tonight, it's only one of us can grow a beard and the other not so much. We're taking it old school. We're taking it analog. Going it's back just to that. Meeting George tonight, so going back to that, that that old school intro. Fuck yes, I'm Anthony and I'm George. And yeah, it's just the two of us tonight. Uh, Tommy is busy watching the uh, UFC fights. He's got, uh, you know, his other one, Fighting Words, anchor.fm slash Fighting Words. And uh, he's, he's watching those fights so he can throw out a fucking phenomenal episode of Fighting Words. Yeah, so every, forget- every episode I've listened to, Tommy, like he breaks them down real good, those fights, like analytically to a point where I wouldn't have even considered it. I'm just like, yo, so-and-so knocked the shit out of that guy. But no, he, so- he's, he's super intelligent. So please check out his his podcast once again. That's Fighting Words. I'm pretty sure you can find it on all podcast services other than Spotify. <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, they won't let Tommy on Spotify. One <laughs> for day, whatever we, reason, we we believe in you, Tommy. You're, you're gonna get there one day, man. Yeah, one day, one day, uh, Anchor and Spotify will find a way to commingle on your podcast and get you on there. Because we're on Spotify, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, <laughs> Spotify bought Anchor, so why would his podcast? not be in spotify maybe he needs to go into settings and double check that i wonder if that's what it is maybe possibly who knows but anyways um back to it let's hop in the housekeeping if you enjoyed the podcast please check out our daily news posted monday through friday and an occasional review posted on saturdays uh we just posted a review today or yesterday <laughs> i always forget we're in the we're in the past we're in the future anthony yeah, yeah. We recorded in the past for the future but uh we we uh, I dropped my review of Lucid Sounds LS41 wireless uh, gaming headset, wireless surround sound gaming headset yesterday. So please check that out. Uh, listen to the episode and go ahead and give Lucid Sounds some of your love because it is a phenomenal headset. Next up. By the way, you sounded sexy as hell in that review. Oh, man, I, I felt it. It was a good review. I started writing that review when I was doing laundry the other day at the laundromat. And then uh, I, I just had the... I just had the inspiration for it. It was just like, fuck it, we're doing it. Plus, I, I hadn't, like, we haven't done any sort of, like, gear review yet. And I wanted to. That's true. That's true. Sort of break that mold. I've got another headset that I need to review, the, the one that PDP uh, Gaming sent me. So, uh, man, all the uhs. I, I've been, I'm trying to consciously make, make a, like, effort to not say, uh. So. It's so weird when I, I feel like I'm doing it, I feel like I say it more. But <laughs> if you'd like to support the podcast and the listing, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us, but more about that later. Let's jump into what are we playing? George, let me guess, Overwatch. Yes. <laughs> I, I've assumed the Tommy, and I've just been stuck on Overwatch, although I haven't been able to play too much this week. Um I got a couple competitive matches in just a little while ago before we started recording. Two of them we lost. Uh, team comp was bad. And nobody was really communicating that well. And then the uh, third one, we... Well, I should say, I just started telling people what the fuck to do. And we won. Yeah. So... Started play calling? Yeah, I just started shot calling. And, and it worked, so... I mean, you might as well. If you've got the good strats and they're willing to listen, might as yeah. well give it a try. It doesn't hurt, you know? Yeah, I generally try to like just throw it out just subtly like you know little calls like that and then if things start building up then you know they start rolling but you know some team some sometimes when you're playing in solo queue you just you don't get good teammates and it, it sucks but it, I, I still have fun playing regardless 
<laughs> Are you ever like, doomfist, face fuck that mercy with your giant fist, you bitch? Yeah, you know, actually, today, tonight, there was a junk rat above us for, like, the longest time. And I'm like, is anybody going to fucking deal with this junk rat? Like, anybody? <laughs> like, soldier? Widow? Anyone? Like, <laughs> but anyway. Anybody? 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 Going once, going twice. All right, I'll kill it. <laughs> I guess I'll do it with my mercy. So, Fly actually. there with your little pistol. Pew, 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 pew. Actually, I've been playing a lot of Moira. Oh, yeah? Moira's been my jam lately. It's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, I do second Mercy as a second support. I'm trying to get good at B Baptiste, but mm -hmm. uh, he, I, I just can't get, like, a synergy with him. He's a very interesting character, though. Baptiste is another healer, right? Yeah, but he also has, a uh, like, a three-round burst assault rifle. Um, his ability is a immortality field that he can throw down, and anybody inside this field is basically unable to be killed. Um, but this, like, drone kind of hovers there, and if the enemy team kills the drone, then the immortality field disappears, so... It's, I was just about to say, that's a pretty OP skill. <laughs> yeah, so it has <laughs> its... its it, it, it has, yeah, it has its caveats. Um, his grenade launcher is actually a he healing grenades, so okay. he can he can both heal and damage, which is an interesting combination, kind of like Moira. Um, yeah. But uh, he also has a... His ultimate is like this... I guess I would call it a window... But it goes out in front of him, and it's like this green field. And if you fire through this, your shots get amplified. Your damage gets amplified. So you, when you combo that with an, an, with your team's ults and things like that, like a Soldier 76 and that combo together, you get just insane results. So he's like an incredibly versatile character. I just haven't like gotten the mechanics down yet. I'm working on it. Yeah. Is he someone a lot of people are running now because of those those skills and those abilities yes and then most recently um in the most recent patch for overwatch uh the shield the, the great shield break of 2019 happened <laughs> um so basically all the shields in the game got really like debuffed except for reinhardt's like reinhardt has the best shield by far yeah. but everyone everybody else's shields got nerfed pretty decently um so so you don't have as much double shield happening in a 2-2-2 comp so it it's it's been an interesting post patch couple days because I am seeing a lot of different heroes that I I haven't seen in a while, um, a lot of Roadhog Zarya, um, Zarya has been incredibly useful lately. But again, it it seems like this whole patch has like made it even more team made made your team comp even more vital um, because if you're gonna go brawler, you're gonna need to go all brawler. You can't just have one or two players playing off. Because uh, it's going to severely hand handicap what you could do and how you play off each other. It's just an interesting post-meta after this patch. Because Blizzard even said they wanted to make it kind of chaotic. And I would assume it's because they, you know, they're going to have a fresh season of Overwatch League, and you know they, they want the hero pool to kind of be reset. I'm sure they have plenty of statistics of who's picking, who's playing what, and why. So it's kind of interesting the way they're going about it. Yeah, they got that game down to a science. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking back end math in this game. Um, there's a couple stat tracker websites I've been wanting to check out, but I just haven't had the time yet. But yeah, is that it? Is that all you've been playing? Just Overwatch? Just Overwatch. Well, I did fire up Oxygen Not Included again the other day just for fun, but yeah. play, play like two hours. So that's been it. Just hop, hop in there and check it out again. Yeah, a little palate cleanse. They added a couple little new items to the game, but nothing too expensive. All right. Well, I mean, it's already a very vast game. I I don't want to dismiss <laughs> it's that. It's already very vast and expensive. Yeah. You're like. 
Nothing too crazy, Nothing you know. Too they, crazy. they haven't really added much. Those lazy bastards. I can only, uh, you know, I when I'm playing the game, I, I just have to, you know, like Google how to, thermal dynamics. Yeah, I have to <laughs> Google thermal conductivity and you know how all the masses of these different elements are affecting the heat transfer rates and, ugh. Anyway, <laughs> my plumbing, uh, my uh, my plumbing's a disaster. My electrical grid's a wiry mess. Like. <laughs> Oh, you've been eating that. That you've been eating Taco Bell as well. Oh yes. <laughs> Your plumbing's a disaster. My plumbing oh, is a disaster. No, no, uh, no Taco Bell for me actually. Taco Bell's trash. I just want that to be on the Modern Mom is wrong. Taco Bell is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. Love you, Modern Mom. You're awesome. So I'm gonna hop into what I've been playing. Yes. What have you been playing? More Control. Great game. I, I stand by it. The, the fact that it won IGN's game of the year was 100 million percent deserved. Something about this game. It's fucking special. Like they've got in they've, they've got live action cutscenes or live action like like videos. The art style, the way they they mess with. Like contrast and like the fuzziness of video in, in spots is super fucking unique that I, I've never seen a game do. Like, there are spots where it looks like uh, like you almost have, like, negative lighting <laughs> mixed in with normal light. I, I don't know. I just... All I know is... is all the awards they're winning are 100% deserved. And I'm probably not even halfway through the game. And it's just, like, this game has me such just in awe of, like... Wow. Like, this is... It's not just a game. It's almost like it's borderline art. Well, everybody I've seen or talked to about it, they've all raved about it. It's just like it's on my radar. I just haven't been able to get to it, so I'm glad you were able to pick it up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I have not heard a single negative thing about it. I, or, I just wish. Or really any of the other nominees for Game of the Year. But I just wish I would have played it sooner. So, I like, this would have been my game of the year had I played it sooner. But because when we did our game of the year stuff, I'd only played it for, like, what, six hours? Like, I, I couldn't in good conscience put it as my game of the year. Yeah. No, I feel it's you. Just, yeah, it's it's a great game. And then your boy picked up Risk of Rain 2 on PlayStation because it's finally on PSN. The Prodigal Son Returns, or the Prodigal Second Son Returns. <laughs> and uh, have you played it? Okay, so my only issue with Risk of Rain 2 is the same issue I had before, and I've told you this. I feel like, for whatever reason, enemies just don't miss. And there are certain enemies that have projectile attacks that make absolutely no sense that they didn't have in the first game. Yeah, you know, I actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I read an article from one of the guys at Hopo Games, and uh, he, he mentioned because they went to a 3D space they felt they needed more projectile enemies because there's so much more space to move around in. But, yeah, but I, I, I don't necessarily share your, your, your point of view with enemies missing their projectiles because I, I, I see a lot of misses. It just, I, I, there's a lot of so many different ways to play that game. I mean, well, well, I mean, I, I just bought it, so the only person I have is the, is the commando. So yeah, I, I'm very limited. Obviously, I was gonna say commandos kind of a rough run where in the first game he was kind of like an all-arounder but uh just wait till you unlock some like the huntress and stuff where you can get some massive damage combos out bro i mean you're, you're gonna start feeling it like i'm telling you though like i feel like the the small dinosaurs like the purple dinosaurs like 
the most basic of basic enemies in the first game. Why do they need? Why do they need a projectile? Why? Why do they need a projectile? Because you've already got the little fire flames, the little fire wisps that are up there, and they basically hit you every fucking time. And now you have these dinosaurs that have a projectile. That's my only issue with in the game is why do all of these? Why do they need a projectile? I get you're on a 3D space, but but like why 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 did they need a projectile? Because you felt like they needed it. Like I I don't know. It, it's a great game. I'm enjoying it. And you know what the funny thing is is my uh, my my oldest. He got into Risk of Rain one, and he he's actually beat, he's actually beat it. Cool. Which, fucking proud dad moment. <laughs> but when uh, when they they came over this weekend. He, he was like, you know what I really want? Uh, Risk of Rain 2. And I was like, guess what, kid? And he's like, what? Like, I already bought it. And he's like, what? He got, got all excited. <laughs> so he's, he's played it significantly more than I have. Because I've been on the control kick. But um, we were we were chilling in my room. And I was like, all right, I, I, here, scoot over, kid. I want to play. And he's like, okay. And I was like, sit down next to me. Because I have like a smaller chair right next to my, my main chair. <laughs> and he's like, what are you going to play? I was like, Risk of Rain 2. And he's like, yeah. And he's like telling me things about all the enemies and stuff and i'm finally like okay kid just let me play <laughs> <laughs> i know this i beat the first game times you beat the first game <laughs> but uh it's just i mean it, it's a fun game i just got to get used to it it's just like the first risk of rain like there's a steep learning curve but once you learn that curve you're i mean you've seen me how often do i do i realistically lose in a run of risk of rain it's very few and far between I think there was one night where I lost twice in a row. I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just having a bad night. Yeah, I remember one of those runs. You just kept getting like the worst pickups too. Like, you just couldn't get nothing going. But yeah, and and this game is very similar. Like, you want to get. It's interesting because there's both. Where in the first game you didn't have it, there's a mechanic where if you get to the, have you gotten to the ice level yet? No, no, I haven't even gotten close to it. Okay, so if you can get to that level in under 10 minutes, there's actually a chest on that map that's timed. So you can open it before that, that, that period. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, some really crazy loot in that. But uh, I won't spoil anything for you. But it's interesting because it kind of is encouraging almost like speedrunning, in a sense. Well, the first game was like that too, right? No, Not, no. yeah, you're thinking Dead Cells. Um which is kind of where I feel like they got a little inspiration from, especially when you, you know, you get the rewards that you get behind that door. So definitely, definitely it, it, it for, for the most part though, I do feel like it is a faithful sequel to risk of rain one. Um, all the power-ups are pretty much the same. There are some tweaks because there is a three, it, like I said, it, that the game is set in a 3d space, but risk of rain two, I mean, is definitely the the deserving sequel of Risk of Rain One, especially once you get into the guts of the game. I'm not gonna lie, I would I would have appreciated a two D sequel, but I, I mean, I'm totally into the the three D escape. Like I said, my only my my only gripe is just I feel like enemies never miss, and certain enemies have projectiles that have no business having projectiles, and I've barely gotten to play Risk of Rain Two on pc because when we tried to play i tried to play with you and your brother multiple people even on my own it would get too much and like my laptop's not a bad laptop but it's not a good laptop so it's just yeah. one of those scenes where i just got to put the time into it just like i invested the time into risk of rain one and same like with like dead cells as well you know you got you got to put the time into it you get better at it you learn its little nuances you know and once i get the engineer <laughs> i'll basically be a god 
Yeah, basically, yeah. Just throw down those turrets and you're good. <laughs> oh, the my other gripe with it at the moment is the fact that it, when you get bots, other than the healing bots, they don't really follow you. I think that's kind of dumb. Uh, the bots follow me on P on PC. No, well, oh, maybe it's just the ones that I'm picking up then. The, the the particular turrets that are stuck in place. Oh, those things suck. Don't 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 even bother. Yeah, the time. I, yeah. I, I had one that spawned right next to the. Uh, see, there I go again, Sena. That spawned right next to the gate, mm -hmm. to, the to the teleporter, and it was like the perfect spot. So I picked that one up, <laughs> and it helped me out a lot. But it seems like they're so in like the worst spots. <laughs> yeah, they're they're almost never worth it. They're just in random spots that sure. absolutely do nothing for you. Yeah, absolutely not worth it. But I'm I, I'm just super happy this has finally come to consoles. I I know it's been on the Switch for a while now. But speaking of uh, 2D sequels, and and we had some news this week about it. Axiom Verge two, holy yeah. shit, bro. I, I love wait. I love you in uh in the on our Discord staff chat when you're like holy fuck how did I miss that and I purposely <laughs> was like that's why I purposely brought you up in that episode <laughs> I was just like how did I not see this oh I'm so happy I can't wait Axiom Verge was such a good game I know you never finished it even though I peer pressured the shit out of you I mean I bought it I just I don't know it just didn't click with me maybe I need I need just need to play it longer you know yeah and here we are talking about you know getting to know the nuances of a game <laughs> i know it. and this got you totally glossed over it no it's it really though if you do go back axiom verge is just a phenomenal story i mean it's it's told very well and uh thomas app the creator one man development team um he, he actually uses uh all all the all the proceeds of the game actually go to taking care of his disabled son mm -hmm. so it's it's both a good cause and a fantastic game. So I'm really looking to Axiom Verge too. He, he's so he's a single developer. Yep. Damn, that's even yep. more impressive. That's just like Hopo, basically a three man team, and realistically just a two man team for Risk of Rain one. Yeah, and exactly. Possibly, I don't know if they're just a two man team now. I mean, well, they, they definitely have more help now, but yeah, it's yeah. I mean, they got picked up by Gearbox, and there's, yeah, I feel like Gearbox gave them resources and probably told them like, hey, we've got some people on our team that. We, we put aside for you to help you out exactly well maybe not because gearbox is just publishing it but yeah they definitely have to have a bigger team than just the two of them i mean if you count the the sound designer and the or i'm sorry the not sound designer but the uh the music their music guy over in europe their three-man team but i mean realistically it was just a two-man team that did it anyways we're getting in the weeds all right george let's uh let's take a small break and then we're gonna hop into our chat about the game awards winners which i felt like it was a pretty good game awards yeah I, I i think it was good i think it had some low points compared to well, last year but we'll, we'll get definitely in, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll definitely talk about we'll that. get into that so we'll be right back everyone and we are back now the big topic of the night for george and i is gonna be the game awards the winners uh obviously but before we do that i want to go over our overall impressions of the game awards now you watched it live i did not which i feel i'm gonna go first so not watching it live, we, we both watched it live last year. We were in Discord together while we were watching it. And it had, watching it live just has that, that like magic to it, you know? Like yeah, what's like, going to happen next? You're watching it live. It's like the Academy Awards for games. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's Jeff Keighley has cultivated an amazing award show. And I know I've said this before, but if you're one of those people who's like, oh, there's too many ads, there's too many of this, like, he has to do that to keep this going. To, the production value of the Game Awards now is amazing it is amazing it is one of the biggest nights in gaming 
I think that's fair to say now. Easily. And it's it's a solid I mean, Game Awards we, show. We got two major console announcements out of this. Like, how yeah. can you not say this is, like, the biggest night in gaming? Like, you know, E3 didn't get that. You know, like, so, it's 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 amazing how far it's come. And honestly, the ad situation wasn't bad at all. Like, I've not this year. I've never felt, oh, since I've watched it the last three years in a row, I've never felt that the ads have been so intrusive. Like, I get it, why the ads are there, but they've never felt intrusive in any way. No, I agree. I agree. So my only issue with the Game Awards this year, though, it felt lackluster for me, but like I said, I didn't watch it live, so I watched it on YouTube <laughs> that night at work. Don't tell them that. Um, you were working and, hard, sir. And yeah, I was working super hard. Definitely I see. I seen it on YouTube. I uh, seen it. But it, it took away that magic, you know that, that that magic that comes with watching it live. So it, it was a little bit lackluster for me, but it was because of that reason. So I can't say that. I can't. I don't feel like it's fair to say that it was a bad game awards this year because i feel like a lot of the stuff they did uh it, it was really top notch i do agree with one criticism that i heard though was them glossing over um like half their awards yeah it's like they rifled through a bunch of them in the pre-show and i was gonna bring so that up. so there it, were like like some major awards that they just kind of glossed over that were like whoa 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 whoa, whoa that's a pretty significant award <laughs> like like uh what was it greece no disco elysium i think yeah won, like three awards three awards and during one of them they just uh, they've also won the award for this and and that was it yeah it, it was kind of like i don't know if they were short on time or what but yeah it did seem a little in my opinion watching it live compared to last year it was it wasn't as like <sighs> luxurious like it I feel like last year's show overall was just a little bit better. Not saying that this year's show was bad. Yeah, I was just going to say, I want to preface that. that yeah. I, I felt like it was a good show this year, but but there were some odd decisions made. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I so. just feel like some of those awards they glossed over were like pretty impo important awards. And kind of just lumping in an award when, when someone wins an award and being like, they've also won this award but never actually showing the nominees for that award. Like, <laughs> I felt that was a little odd. Now, it could have been that that with, you know, game reveals, the ads and stuff, they just didn't have the time to do that. But I would next year like to see them maybe even in the beginning like they did with the pre-show. They, they announced some of the awards there. Like, put those in the pre-show then. Yeah. Give them that, <clears throat> that pre-show stuff. They're still getting... They're still getting some time to shine. They're not in the main show, yes, but they still we still get to hear all the nominees in there. Yeah, but speaking of uh, the highlights of the show for me, oh my god, that Final Fantasy VII remake trailer! I still have an issue with it. That fucking box art still has yet to say part one. That box art still has yet to say part one. You know, this game looks so fucking good, I don't even give a I shit. It does look so good, but it still has yet to say part. This is part one of, what, three, four games? And it still has yet to say part one. Square Enix, get your fucking shit together. Pull your head out of your ass and do that. Because I cannot wait to see people on Twitter complaining about, what, this isn't the whole game? Because it's going to happen. Just put part one on the box art. It's not hard. It's not hard. You got a whole graphic. You probably have a hundred-man team of graphics artist designers. Just put a part one on the fucking box. My my favorite part about that though is uh, shortly after that, a tweet flo floats across my timeline, and it's just like, I really like that Eris girl. I hope nothing bad happens to her. 
It's like, oh god. Listen, I'll give you that. It was a really good trailer. It was a yeah. very good trailer. And I know what I'm complaining about is something very minimal. But uh, th- let's not take away from from the fantasticness of that trailer. Yes, that that was a very very good trailer. The the battle system looks phenomenal. It it looks beautiful. The game looks fucking beautiful. Part, I still I'm that, still super. Sorry, go on, George. My bad. That part where Cloud jumps up after the railing falls, Ooh. and she goes, "Oh wow, that was really cool." And he just kind of has that smirk i was just was like it? oh I yes her name's jesse right jesse yeah. like oh cloud no and he's like damn that and she's like oh that was cool <laughs> yeah that was really cool see and just... i th- i think that might be them alluding to some of the changes they've made in the story because if i recall correctly <laughs> cloud actually falls from the reactor in that part of the story to the lower portions of midgar so I, I think that's them kind of changing the storyline. Like I said, or like they stated, it's kind of a faithful remake, but we'll see yeah. what happens. That's just a, a speculation on my part. Can't confirm, but I just, uh, it, it, it does look really good. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that, but I'm def- this is definitely not a day one buy for me. This is like a four or five, six months buy. Pre-order. I want to see how many, how many hours I... re- realistically people are putting into it before they beat it. I, I'm definitely going to pre-order it. It comes out the day after my birthday, so... Yeah. It's it's a done deal for me, so... All right, let's hop into these nominees. Oh, real quick, a uh, uh, quick shout-out to Elon Musk being awkward as fuck. I know, I was going to say, Elon Musk, chilling in the crowd, probably high. <laughs> standing up, for whatever reason. Yeah, just standing there. I was like, okay. <laughs> what are you doing, Elon? He's just like, <laughs> okay. I, did you guys see my truck? All right, let's go over the winners. Some of these you and I are just going to breeze past because, well, like eSports coach. I'm just going to read them all off because we'll go through them. But the Players Voice Award, Fire Emblem Three Houses, won that one, which I think is fair. Tommy was very happy about that. Best eSports host was uh, S Jokes. Jokes? Uh, The S is probably sad. Shokes? Cool. (laughs) I don't know who that is. Golden Boy should have won that. Alex is so fucking cool. I met him at EA, dude. I'm like, guessing Golden Boy does stuff for Overwatch. He does Overwatch stuff. He does a little bit of uh, Modern Warfare stuff too. But yeah. Okay. Next up, best esports coach, Zonic. Good for you. Get it. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but get it. Best esports event, League of Legends World Championship. I honestly thought Fortnite World Cup should have won that, but League of Legends is the fucking goat, and I don't have any. Yeah, I was going to say, with, with League of Legends winning, it's no surprise, but I was kind of rooting for Overwatch League Grand Finals because that was pretty cool. So I, I wanted Fortnite World Cup to win because they legitimately filled an arena, the actual size of the arena. Right. <laughs> Not just taking a part of the arena like like AEW Wrestling or WWE would do for or WWE Next would do, where it's just like half the arena. Like Fortnite World Cup legitimately filled it like a sports arena. <laughs> No, I know. It, it was insane, and I'm honestly surprised it didn't win. Yeah, same here. But but like I said, League of Legends is the GOAT. That's a game. An eSports game has been going for on forever. Totally deserves the win. So, like, like, I have no qualms with that. It's really cool to see League of Legends get more recognition. And, spe- Next up. and speaking of League of Legends, uh-huh. be- best eSports team goes to G- uh, G2 eSports from League of Legends. <laughs> yes. Go, go, G... I, you know, I like... The G the G two slogan is we're not G four they got canceled G two esports <laughs> yeah I was hoping for I was I was rooting for the San Francisco Shock they they had a hell of a hell of a game a year this year playing but 
alas uh, you just can't beat league of legends man it's so no, massive it's, it's the goat it's the goat exactly plus korea's all into it and whatever korea likes who's generally wins because it's got a huge fan base best esports player kyle booga giesdorf 100 agree with I, I i can't disagree with that at all neither can Ooh. i next up best esports game league of legends can't agree i, I figured it's gonna be league of legends or it's gonna be fortnite one of the two uh overwatch in a perfect world overwatch would win that just because i feel like it's got the visual appeal and the actual sports appeal but league of legends got it good for them content creator of the year shroud 100 deserved i i wanted courage to get it just because i like him too but shroud definitely 100 deserved that yeah uh fresh indie game <laughs> presented by subway the um for disco uh elysium I know absolutely nothing about this game, but Zum and Disco Elysium, they won like three or four awards. So they were definitely the the indie darling of the night. Next up, best multiplayer game, Apex Legends. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And I was happy to see them walk away, walk away with that one. Yeah, I, I feel like that's a pretty fucking solid, solid win on that one. They yeah, definitely deserved stiff I, stiff competition outside of Tetris 99, I think. Um, but yeah, you know, to see it beat out Call of Duty, that's impressive. I just Call of Duty is great, but we get one every year. Exactly. Uh, Apex Legends is fresher. Tetris 99 would have been a great win. That would have been cool. I don't think uh, the Division Two really needed to be in this list. It's it's a good multiplayer game. I wouldn't say best, and I'm a Division Two fanboy. So Borderlands Three. I don't think as many people played that game at, at multiplayer as, as the Game Awards thought, to be honest. Like, I played that game solo. I've yet to even touch the multiplayer in that game. All right. Best sports slash racing, racing, racing game. It, they got clumped in. We had, like, eFootball, F1, FIFA. But Crash Team Racing took that shit. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> Crash? Crash? That's, that's I mean... That's cool. I'm not mad at it. I think it's funny. I thought FIFA 20 was going to win it, but <laughs> good for Crash. Good yep. for that, that that dev team. That's the, But that's also, well, that's kind of one of the ones they kind of brushed. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so, uh, so a lot of these, like some of these awards, they just kind of were like, all right. And uh, like Jeff Keighley's like, best sports racing game is Crash. All right, next one. And <laughs> just what? Yeah, nobody came up or nothing. Yeah. Tommy was really happy about this one. Best strategy game. Fire Emblem Three Houses won. To be honest, 100% deserved. It probably should have won more stuff, but, I mean, it won two awards. That's better than winning no awards. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Fire Emblem out of all those definitely, definitely stole the show. Best family game was Nintendo. Nintendo Literally. just wins. <laughs> I like Keely's, uh, Keely's nod to that. Nintendo wins this either way. Yeah, basically, yeah. But Luigi's but, uh, Mansion 3 took that one. And and, think, and and that one's probably pretty well deserved. I don't think Ultimate or uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate would have taken it because it is a fighting game, and this is yeah. best family game. So I think Yoshi's Crafted World should have also won. I think Luigi's Mansion and Yoshi's Crafted World were probably the two like best ones for that. Super Mario Maker is, I mean, you can play it as a group, but it does seem like a very single player theme, especially when you're making levels and playing levels and stuff like that. Yeah. But like my my kids love to play together luigi's mansion 3 and <clears throat> yoshi's crafted world so i'm happy one of those two won it yeah um, i agree and you can't go wrong nintendo no not at all i mean they had that 
best family game was completely on lockdown. They'll probably have that on lockdown for the next couple of years as well. But I they don't see X- Xbox or PlayStation having a family game. Yeah, but but Super Smash Brothers didn't didn't get swept under the rug completely. No, because in best fighting game, they won over Mortal Kombat 11. Which, to be honest, I thought Mortal Kombat 11 was going to win that. I, I, it was going to be a close call, but I still think that just the mass amount of characters that they have in Ultimate just absolutely blew away Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted Mortal Kombat 11 to win because I feel like it's a it's a true fighting game. I know Smash Bros. is a fighting game, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased. But the fact that Jump Force is on this list is embarrassing. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> Even Tommy said it the best. He's like, I bought this game and played it for, like, two weeks and then put it down never touched it again yeah basically so best rpg disco elysium one that's uh two out of three of them that they won i don't know anything about this game yeah but, it, this one this one caught me by surprise but now i'm interested but the best part is it's an indie game that won best rpg in a field of all triple a's like it beat out kingdom hearts 3 that's wild so good on them so, um, uh, the the developer just killed it yeah the Next fact time. that the fact that kingdom hearts 3 was also on that list and it won i mean that's impressive well you had kingdom hearts 3 outer worlds monster, too. monster hunter world yeah outer worlds and final fantasy 14 and this indie game wins it like that's a david and goliath straight up which like, makes me want to play it even more yeah i definitely want to try it now i wonder if it's on steam i i think it is i'm gonna look right now I mean, it's an indie game. It's got to be on it's Steam. It's got to be on Steam if yeah, it's an exactly. indie game. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, best action adventure. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice won that. 100% deserved. Agreed. I mean, I would agree with all these games for action adventure other than Death Stranding and Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. I, I feel like those two, like Death Stranding was definitely an adventure game. I wouldn't say it was action. But... I don't think Kojima... I think the only reason why Death Stranding had action in it was because Kojima was like, well, we got to put something in here. I just think Death Stranding is a great adventure game. Definitely a great narrative game. Next up, best action game only. I don't know why these weren't put together because there's... Aren't there, like, multiples in here? No, there aren't. I'm wrong. I'm talking out my ass. Devil May Cry 5. Tommy was stoked about that one. That was, uh, Tommy, that was Tommy's pick for best action game. So he got, he got what he wanted. I, I feel like Astral Chain had no business being in there. Metro Exodus, I feel like, had no business being in there. There are probably other games that could have been in there. Next up, best VR AR game. We got Beat Saber, which one million percent earned that one. Oh, wait. Sorry. I was muted. Uh, no, I, I was just like, I was just saying, you know, I was kind of rooting for No Man's Sky in this one, ironically, um, because I've seen just people gushing about it uh, online on vr because it runs really well they did a really good job uh but beat saber i mean visually and all around it's just a really fun game i mean i can't i I think it's well deserved so yeah yeah 100 percent. like the game had hype a lot of people buying it a lot of people talking about it and then green day sold out and now they're in the game (laughs) good green day sold out i like that well, that they they made that announcement at during their announcement or during their concert that you can download their Green Day pack on Beat Saber effective now. I like that. I saw some tweets where it was like, the Game Awards doesn't deserve Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you have a band like Green Day like playing awards show, it's 
it's it's gonna be a little awkward. It's gonna look a little awkward because nobody's gonna get out of their seat and fucking dance and mosh. Right. It, 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 that does that just doesn't make any sense. All right. Secu up. Security's just sweating. Yeah, it's just like, like oh, oh god, oh shit. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Best community support, Destiny Two. Woo. Woo. I made a tweet. Remember when I, uh, <laughs> Aaron, Tommy's Aaron, to Tommy's not here to Tommy's not here to defend it. So we're both like, yeah, Woo. I won't bash too much. But I made a tweet about their their ex the the experience fiasco that they did. And uh, Aaron Moeller, who does the uh, the Scootcast, was like, check them out, Scootcast. I think it's acre.fm slash Scootcast. Give him some love. He goes, that was two years ago. <laughs> I just liked it, left it. I know <laughs> he's just like you, salty bastard. <laughs> I hate Bungie so much, and there's only so much people can say, well, Activision, whatever. I'm not going to go into it. I've ranted about this. I would say out of 50 episodes, 10 of them. <laughs> At least 10. So Destiny 2 won that. I mean, I see complaints for all these games, so I, I think all of them probably have shitty communities. Just happen to, <laughs> be, be, just happen to come down to fan, the fucking fan vote. Best mobile game? Now, oh. there was... To, to, before we say who it was, which I mean, we'll, we'll say it's Call of Duty Mobile. The, the, one of the, the creators of Grindstone had some fucking choice words. And to be honest, I don't blame him. How are you going to let Call of Duty Mobile fucking win that when you have four amazing indie games right here? Like, why, why on God's green earth would anyone vote Call of Duty Mobile? They don't need any fucking awards. It's a multi-billion dollar ga like, game IP. And you're going to let Call of Duty win over four of the most phenomenal indie games not even necessarily mobile games just indie games period and here like, well the grindstone guy's probably gonna lose his job no he's not gonna lose his fucking job he has 100 percent every right to be pissed at that because a bunch of sheep voted call of duty mobile to win well that's that that's the one award as much as i hate destiny and bungie the the best mobile game award is my one like what the fuck moment <laughs> yeah yeah um, what the golf definitely deserve that 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 was unfortunate um but yeah you know when you stack them up you have call of duty mobile massive ip and four solid brand new studio games that just came out to the market it's just like wow like it, they never stood a chance and it sucks absolutely yeah, sucks suck. i don't think call of duty mobile should have won that no not at all it's probably a repurposed game anyways just like Diablo Mobile is going to be. Hire another company to use their IP to and just swap in shit. So, I don't know. I think that was a... I think the fans who voted on that probably need to... I mean, the mobile gaming market is that, though. It's a ton of asset recycling. It's just... And it's because these games are free and they're microtransaction dependent. I mean, people are more willing to spend, you know, two, three, four ninety nine a week on... Yeah on little things like that versus $60 in one pop like you and I do on I want to say a full-fledged title but we both know that that's kind of a farce as Dude, it is I've spent money on some great mobile games there's Guild of Dungeoneers shit Final Fantasy Tactics War of the Lions about that Stardew Valley about that on mobile no I mean like, like I mean in uh the sense that not like the the buy and play well, type but the the pay or the, the ones that have you know incentives for you to buy things like even in pokemon gotcha. go you could buy you know pokeballs and things like that 
you know, mic microtransactions drive those sales. The, the single... Yeah, why wasn't Pokemon Go on this? Because it... Oh, it wasn't released this year. Never mind. You silly goose. <laughs> I 100% answered that question real quick. He was just like, oh, yeah. All right. Best independent game, Disco Elysium. Like, tell me, man. Disco Elysium is the, the indie darling that just kind of took control of the Game Awards. I One. really thought Untitled Goose Game was going to take that, though. I, same. I, I think all three of us thought that was going to win. I, I do believe you're correct. Shit, all four of us. I think Evan even thought that one too, right? Pretty sure. Yeah, I I mean, good up on Disco Elysium. I, th I think Untitled Goose Game should have won something. But... Yeah, you know, I was reading the uh, the synopsis on Steam, and it seems pretty interesting. You're you're like a detective with powers, and it's, it's it seems like a pretty solid RPG. Like, definitely, if it, if it goes on sale, I'll pick it up. That's for sure. I just I'm... saw way more hype for Goose Game. Oh, well, I think... Goose Game got hyped because it's just so out there and funny, and it was memeable. Yeah. You know, like, how many memes did you see? Like, Goose plus Knife. You know, yeah. like... <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, I think it just got maimed to Kingdom Come. But best ongoing game, though, went to... Fortnite. Fortnite. To be honest... I can't argue with that, yeah. 100% deserved it. 100%. Can't argue with that. Next up, games for impact. Greece. Very happy Greece won something. Because that game looks beautiful. I haven't played it, but it definitely looks like a lot of love was put into that game. So very happy it won something. But I, I think that this was another one of those awards that they just kind of glossed over. <clears throat> yeah, it was real quick at the beginning. I would have liked to see the makers of Greece get to say something. Realistically. I would have liked that. Next up best performance listen <clears throat> Matt mickelson's performance he's the one who won this and his performance in death stranding was great but i would have loved to see this go to someone in the voice acting community other than mads mickelson who is a triple a actor celebrity do i think it was deserved yes i do i really do do I wish that someone other than Mads Mikkelsen and Norman Reedus would have won this, like Ashley Birch or Courtney Hope? Yes. I wish one of those two would have won it. In a perfect world, Ashley or Courtney would have won that. And I, I, I'm backtracking on what I had said in our, in our predictions. <clears throat> uh, now that I've played Control, and I mean, I, I think I said in a perfect world, Ashley, Ashley Birch would, would win, but Courtney Hope's performance in Control was amazing. But I think Mads and Norman had the best chance because they're popular. Yeah, did you see that that uh, meme I posted in the Discord with with Norman Reedus? Oh, the what was it the the Death Stranding? Guy. Bro, the Death Standing man is is real. <laughs> He's sitting in the audience. Yeah, He's a real man. He's a real guy. Did they make him? He too is a real man. But Matt Mickelson won it. Congrats to him. It was a great performance. Don't get me wrong. I just wish someone who's in that world consistently would have won it. All right. Best audio design, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You were spot on about this, George. And you know what? I'm with you, man. Like, when you're talking about the the subtle the subtleties in each gun sound and when they shoot and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that. It's, it's, it's there if you're listening. And, you know, a lot of people, like, I was chilling with Vitriol and while we were watching the Game Awards. And he was just like, well, Call of Duty is shooting sound design. I was just like, the campaign, though, is where it really shines. And there's a lot of polish there, so yeah. And then 
I think 100% deserved. Other than Devil May Cry 5, I think Devil May Cry 5 uh, was a like had a legitimate claim at it. Best score slash music, Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. I'm not hey, gonna lie, I can't argue with that. Did you great? Did you watch the the performance? No, oh, the orchestra. Yeah, with the uh, Game Awards orchestra. No, I, I, I glossed through that because I was just like, I wanna, I have to finish this because we're gonna be doing this on the podcast. Oh. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was really good, dude. The, like that music, that soundtrack is just phenomenal all around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Next up, best art direction, Control One, one hundred percent, earned that, earned it with a capital E, maybe the all caps that that word earned. Cap locks, cap locks earned, like I'm yelling it. All right, best narrative. Oh, Disco Elysium. That's fucking four awards. Yeah, four awards for them total. That's <clears throat> another reason to buy it. Best game direction, Death Stranding. Can't argue with that one. No. Secure, I think Sekiro had, had a good claim at it as well. And yeah. Control. But I can't argue with Death Stranding. I can't. And then we have Game of the Year. Which, to preface, I don't... I think that... None of us chose this as our main game, but I do remember saying that in a perfect world, this game would win. I, yeah, I was going to say, some, one of us mentioned that, you know, I think this might be a good shot. I said, it, it was Something I, I to that effect. Me. I'll go on the record and say it was me saying, I think it's going to be this, this game or this game. Oh, no, I, I, think, I said, I think it's going to be Death Stranding, but in a perfect world, this game would have it. And guess what? Fucking Sekiro, Shadows Died Twice, won Game of the Year. And to be honest, I don't think anybody expected it to win Game of the Year in this, like, already stacked group. I really thought Death Stranding was going to win it. I 100% did. And it couldn't have gone to a better game. Sekiro, Shadows Died Twice, 100% earned that. Yeah. And, you know, overall, I, 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 it surprised me. But when you take a step back... If Secure didn't walk away with something, that would have been a damn shame, too. Not saying, you know, they automatically deserve Game of the Year because of that. But Sekiro did a lot of great things. I mean, and it's a very well-polished game. So I think it's very well-deserved. All these games were fantastic games. It was definitely between Death Stranding and Sekiro. I think Resident Evil was probably maybe a close third, if I had to guess. Maybe Control. I'm not sure. But... Definitely, all these games are just absolutely five star, top tier games in my opinion. So, I don't think Control would have won it. I don't think none. I don't think enough people play Control. I think a lot of people are like me, where they're like, "Holy fuck, how did I not play this sooner?" Yeah, they're just kind of everyone's kind of just slowly trickling and stumbling I into it. I think that had people played Control right off the bat, I think it it, it could have beat out Sekiro. But Sekiro came out earlier in the year too. Yep, which it's it was true. more people had time to play Sekiro. So, which is wild. I mean, even with Death Stranding coming out later in the year, a lot of people still played it because it was a Kojima game. So Control already had the odds stacked against it. But I feel like if people had played Control the same way people played Sekiro, Control would have had it. It would have been really, really close. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you also have to consider, you know, there's that super very easy mode uh, in Death Stranding. So you can get that whole narrative story experience without a ton of challenge as well. Secure is notoriously tough. It's like Soulsy, you know? Yeah. So that that world looks so beautiful though. Now listen, it was really fun. It was really fun when Sekiro was hot. Watching people's gifts of that, that crow guy kill them for the first time just come out of nowhere. Comes out of like, nowhere, ah! just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much like I loved watching people's reaction at like, what the 
the, what the killed, fuck just killed me? Out of nowhere? Because it was really, really like that. Uh, and they're like, did I just die? <laughs> that was hilarious. You brought that up, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot about that. It was so, so, so funny. So funny watching people react to that, like, like have that face of like, what the fuck? What just happened? <laughs> what the hell was that? Yeah, but that was... That's the Game Awards right there, in a nutshell. Oh, we had the... Listen, hold on a second. Can we all agree that that Fast and the Furious game looks like it belongs on PS2? So, <laughs> I wish you were in the, in the Discord <laughs> with me and, and Vitriol, because we're, we both see this, and I said, oh, God, there's going to be a Fast and the Furious game. And he's just like, no. And I was just like, they're doing it. They're doing it. And sure shit, there it is. And I was just like, pre-order now for exclusive access to Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm going to hell i want you all to know i'm definitely going to hell help us resurrect paul walker i was it was it was it wasn't he in the trailer briefly like i thought i saw or was that his brother or some shit i can't remember isn't I mean, his, if they were gonna have anybody voice him they probably have they wouldn't even probably have his brothers they'd have like someone who could like kind of mimic his voice Oh, actually, my favorite tweet regarding that was, uh, it, it said, uh, Tyrese pissed off right now because they got someone else to play him in the Fast and the Furious game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my I God. I, oh. I saw that, and I, I, I fucking died. I died. <laughs> but, yeah, man, um, that was, like, one of those really awkward moments of the, the Game Awards, too. Like, to be fair, it was just kind of like, uh, okay. Uh, all right, cool. Moving on now. So That's yeah, funny. yeah. Some ups just... and downs. Some ups and downs of this yeah, award show for sure. It was cool though seeing uh like Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez kind of like geek out because I I felt like that was I mean everybody like it it's been a co it's been common knowledge that that Vin Diesel is a nerd. He's got a, a D he like, he plays D and D and stuff like that. Like I didn't realize Michelle Rodriguez was that, but I felt like that interaction wasn't like staged. I felt like that that was pretty legit. No, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it was that game looks. That game looks terrible. Yeah, that game looks fucking rough. I mean, <laughs> if the footage they showed was like a super early, super duper early concept, it's just like okay, yeah, y'all still have a lot of work to do because it yeah, it looks late PS2, early PS3. early PS3. Yeah, like it it does not look good. It looks bad, but yeah. So that was the Game Awards. That <laughs> that was the Game Awards in a nutshell. Over the winners, you know, some of us were right, some of us were wrong, some of us had to eat crow. Destiny still sucks, but but you know, things happen. <laughs> but things happen, and Tommy's not here to defend it. Exactly. So. <laughs> like that, Tommy. You and your fighting words. Are these fighting words, Tommy? You just Anchor all all the all of a sudden you hear a knock on your door. Open the fucking door, Anthony. Oh, real quick, too. We hit 30K plays, so congratulations to us. And I want to shout out real fast, anchor.fm slash words and anchor.fm slash the Scootcast. Scootcast has some awesome people in it who have helped support us and helped support me. So go and give the Scootcast all of your love. It should be on all podcast services by now, but give us some love. All right, George, let's take a small break. We'll hit that outro. Sounds good. Be right back, everyone. All right. We're back. That was our hot takes on the Game Awards winners for the 2019. A wonderful awards ceremony. Jeff Keighley stepping it up. 
making it even better every year, year by year. I it had some slow moments, but I mean, every award show does. Can't fault him for that, right, George? No, I think overall it was still a good good show. Like I said, there's a couple awkward moments, but all in all, not bad at all. You know, if every port shot was perfect, we wouldn't have any hot dogs. That's true. All right, let's hop in this outro. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast rather than listening, please check out our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash where you can donate to us via the support this podcast button and sign up for a monthly donation of 99 cents, $4.99, or $9.99 per month. You can cancel it at any time. Next up, find us on Twitter at dadsbeardsnerds, Twitch at dadsbeardsnerds, Instagram at dadsbeardsnerdspodcast, or if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, you can find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show we release and produce. Which, by Last the way, up. which, by the way, get in there, yeah. and we're doing yeah. our Dad's Beards Nerds Game of the Year vote right now. So if you want to sound off and let us know what your Game of the Year was, get on over there. You got a, you got one more week to do it. Yep. Man, this hot bullet beer sure makes me burpy. Yeah, I'm going to have to edit a lot of this shit out. My bad. I still love you, though. <laughs> I appreciate everything you do for us. All right, last up. They're going to find George at G Hyoko. That's on Twitter. And on Instagram at that guy underscore George 1337. Next up, Tommy. You're going to find him on Twitter at Nightween593. And on Instagram at Nightween5930. And then me, Anthony. You're going to find me everywhere at Dad Bob Plays. Find my OnlyFans. <laughs> no, I don't really have an OnlyFans. I took some fire fucking bomb picks, though. I should make an OnlyFans, but I'm pretty sure my work would fire me if, this, if they found that. So, sorry, so, so, sorry, so, sorry, ladies and uh, gentlemen, so, but you so, will not be getting OnlyFans from me. You took some bomb feet picks? <laughs> I've been trying to sell feet picks for days. So, if you want feet picks, you know where to come. <laughs> no pun intended. All right, this has been the Dad's Beards Nerds Podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm George. And thank you, everybody, for coming out and listening. Take care. We'll catch you in the next one.